I don't know, he man. He had to do something. You go You're not just going to let that go and you go, go back home. You go vigilante investigate a crime and see how good you come out yeah. of it. <laughs> like it's country. Not, I'm just yeah. saying, I would I would like to think that... In a war-torn fight, nation with four police states. I would fight states. for truth. I would fight for truth. <laughs> Welcome back to uh, The Big Room, where we uh, had another episode of the Black and White Orson Welles Power Hour. This week we watched uh, The Third Man, a movie that no one has ever heard of. Nobody, nobody at all. <laughs> and it's apparently one of the greatest movies ever, I, what? I guess. Or what? it's a... In its genre, it's a quintessential noir, a film noir, which is not—it's not said noir film, right? It's film noir for some reason. I who cares? It came out in 1949. It's about a post-war Vienna sausages. This is where they're probably from. Delicious. I like Vienna sausages. No, Uh, but who cares? We have news. Hundred percent. News corner. Imagine we had stinger music and stuff. Put it in post. <laughs> um, we'll get there. Uh, a bunch of billionaires died in a tube. <laughs> they did. They did indeed. I don't feel bad. Do you feel bad? Cameron, no. you're too happy about this. <laughs> Fill me in because I'm cares? not Listen, up to date. What, okay. Carl? You're not up to date on this? So I just know that they found debris. Oh, my God. So well, You know what? Well, I didn't even know that they were billionaires. <gasps> I just thought it, I thought originally it was scientists going no. out to explore that's the Titanic sad. and that's I was like why are we going worse. back there no so yeah it was, so yeah I found out they're billionaires I'm like oh my god this is uh, now scientists it's irony. <laughs> scientists would be tragic because unlike billionaires right. they contribute to society in a tangible yeah. meaningful way <laughs> so no uh, essentially this jackass uh, broke every submersible rule yep uh, while okay. making his submarine that operated off of a Logitech G710 shitty knockoff Xbox <laughs> controller for your computer. Known for losing Bluetooth like an connection. game controller. Yeah, no, yeah. he literally... Oh and it's actually not just that controller. Um, it's... they In different photographs, like there was a, a PlayStation 3 controller and a uh, Xbox One <laughs> controller and then this horrendous, horrendous Logitech controller that is known for dropping signal. So imagine it's oh just like God. Bluetooth. Well, that's not why they died. It wasn't because the controller disconnected. That's true. They died because... Uh, the memes, though. Oh, yeah. The, the memes, memes are... so good. The only, one of the only reasons I have not walked into traffic this week is because of submarine <laughs> memes. Because this week has been... Uh, terrible. Not as terrible as a week as those people in that tube had or their mm. uh, stupid They're families. Really... Uh, and other families are fine. Their families well, are fine. Well, not the Blink-182 I mean, son. The, the insurance I was say, he's all right. Let's, we'll talk, remind me to talk about Blink-182 son after we talk about how the submarine exploded or rather imploded. So yeah, they got into this stupid <laughs> submersible that had yep. like, you know, parts on it from Camping World and oh a, a, f- a porthole window that was only rated for a depth of 1,500 feet and not 10,000, which is where the Titanic's at. <laughs> and then when the engineer for the company brought that up, they fired him and then sued him. Classic. Uh, sued instead him. of is fixing there, their like, problem. a company or government this had to go through? No, so there there is a, there is like a submersible like regulative body, I guess, that has like guidelines and stuff. And the the CEO of this company called Seagate, I think Ocean Gate, Ocean Gate, which is hilarious, uh, because anything gate is it's hilarious. The gateway to the ocean. Yeah, whatever. So this CEO of Ocean Gate that is now in a million pieces, uh, scattered <laughs> all across the ocean floor and being <laughs> eaten by little uh, 
bottom feeders. Morbid to put it. Uh, well, that way. he can get bent because he's dead. Uh, he ignored all these regulations and bragged about it online and to the he news. Did. He did do that. It's like the uh, the biggest Where do I sign? innovators bre- break the rules and we shouldn't like, use fiberglass in in our hull, no. but we did. And it's like, yeah, how'd that work? <laughs> Maybe there's there's a reason you probably shouldn't have done that. So yeah, they went you know down. What the worst and, part is no. There's the worst no worst part. part. Is the 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 eighteen year old that was on there, he's mm. the one I feel bad for. Yeah, because I read a thing. It was like he was terrified and only did it for his dad <gasps> no! for Father's Day. No, mm. well, he was like actually terrified to go down. Which maybe his dad was there. That makes a little more sense. I don't know. Yeah, I feel bad for him. All right, well, the, the others, man. The one kid we feel bad for. The rest of them can uh, whatever. Who cares? Um, we don't yeah. need more billionaires. It's interesting that it's Ocean Gate. Yeah, it's hilarious. Like Pizza Gate. Like, yeah. is, is this a conspiracy? Pizza Are they Gate. actually That's where dead? Not, not they, they, yeah, did they like? Uh, is this some guys now? They're all like living an alternate life somewhere to get out of debts or something like that. Is this a uh, staged death? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think they had debts. Uh, you think they'll? Uh, you think they'll make a movie? I was about to ask that. Oh, <laughs> dude, yeah, when do we get the dramatic reenacting of this? You know I what they the, call it, right? Ninety-six think... hours down. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Six hours Re- Remember the Titan. Ah! Uh. <laughs> it's right there. <laughs> or Titanfall. So good. Titanfall. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Uh, is that a video game yeah, reference? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, oh my god. So yeah, one <laughs> of the, the so one of the billionaires had a really shitty son uh, that was like. Instead of grieving, I'm going to a Blink-182 concert because it's what my dad would want. Um, (laughs) But he also did it to chase, like, clout and stuff on Uh, the internet. And then it came out that he was arrested for, like, creepily stalking a female DJ and then threatening to shoot up a concert. And then his uh, social media collapse ended, I think, last night or today. Oh, really? With him deleting his Twitter after he got into a beef with uh, Cardi B and then just started tweeting the N-word a whole lot. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, feels boy. like you could have handled that a little so, better. Nah, sure. he's stupid. Yeah. And he's like, he acts he like he's... He imploded like the sub. Yeah, he's, he acts like he's 16. He's like 38. Ew. It's like billionaire son, but he's like, yeah, like, he's older than me by a lot. So, I don't know. All those people are the worst. Um, there's like, and some people, I saw some people like trying to garner sympathy with like, this is a tragedy. If if you died at like a ski accident or something, and I'm like, that's a big leap from that's like ski same. accident, like <laughs> things that normal people can a afford to do and b like don't often die doing, and paying yeah. two hundred and fifty thousand dollars per seat to go sit in a garbage can and go down to the yeah, Titanic. Which, like, leave the Titanic alone. Yeah. Just leave it alone. It's, yeah, hasn't it been through enough? It's, it's a naval gravesite. <laughs> it's been humiliated. It's full of, like, dead... It's not full no, of dead bodies spectacle. anymore. The bodies well, are gone. But the ghosts are there. Leave them alone. Hey, there's five more. There's five more. New friends for the Titanic ghosts. New people. friends. Maybe they were lonely. So, yeah. I just hope they didn't crash into the... Ti- well, they probably didn't even get there. No. There's no way. Anyway, When are they going to try again? Hey guys. <laughs> 2025. Let's, uh, let's do the part of the show where Nick takes a break to use the bathroom. All right. All right. We'll be right back. Yeah, that's, uh, that's been News Corner. We watched a movie. It was old. We talked about it already. We introduced the movie. We Third did. Band, 1949. Uh, whatever. 
Uh, I want to talk about before we talk about anything to do with the plot and the mystery <laughs> and the uh, the cinematography or uh, how sexy Orson Welles' voice is. I want to talk about the music because what the hell was that? Uh, it just... <laughs> yeah. Was it sound like a luau? Did you this... get SpongeBob too, Carl? Immediately, I was like, okay. and it's funny because we were. T- I was talking about uh, the Muppets reminding me of SpongeBob, and then we go into this, and it's like, oh my god, is this another episode? <laughs> like, yeah, this is crazy. It yeah. Was, so, and, and I looked to see if it was actually like the same instruments as Spongebob. And it wasn't. Um, mm. This was. I need to go to my Ooh. notes and not the podcast notes. So, I have some facts about the music. See, I heard uh, the opposite. SpongeBob was not recorded with a zither. I don't think. <laughs> That's what I heard. Uh, but carry on. I'm I'm excited to hear. Not all of it, I don't think. I mean, some of the SpongeBob music is definitively guitar. Uh, at any rate, so uh, this soundtrack for this movie was exclusively re- recorded with a zither, uh, which is a popular fo- was a popular folk instrument in Bavaria and Austria in the early 19th century. Uh, and this movie revived zither music back into popularity uh, throughout the 50s and early 60s before it fell back out again. Mm. Um, uh, I, I googled SpongeBob Zither and didn't come up with anything. What the what? What did you find? Well, I just read that what you just said that this movie was exclusively using that, but that it was also an instrument found in SpongeBob music. Okay, nice. So, so not, we're not crazy then. Not exclusive to SpongeBob, but it was there. I think. Yeah, yeah. There's also I think the title sequence at the very beginning. I'm pretty sure the instrument we saw on the screen was a zither. Uh, I think so. That's what I assumed. Did anyone else get like uh, peeking through the blinds vibes from that, which felt very kind of noir? I don't the, remember the intro. Yeah, just it was just like the 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 strings would kind of go, and it just looked kind of like peeking through a blind a little bit. Not really, but just kind of. I a don't motif remember of it. it enough. Yeah, I don't either. I saw that and I was like, oh, that's cool if that's what they're trying to do. But um, I don't think it was. Yeah, the score is insane. It to me, I it, I felt kind of weird because I. Everything you read about it is like, oh, it was great. Audiences loved it. It was revolutionary and blah, 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 blah. And it, it captured the tone of post-war Austria. And I'm just going, this feels like it whiffs the mood completely. Yeah. It didn't feel totally, totally well, like it went with the rest of the movie. Yeah. A little to me, too. Yeah. Oh, you're saying the zither. The yeah. zither, mu- like the score gotcha. in the film itself. Not like not yeah. SpongeBob. It was like serious moments. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe we're just preconditioned to the SpongeBob music. Probably. So it feels off. Well, I, asked, yeah. I, I brought that up, but Obviously, I feel like. Even without that, though, it doesn't yeah. seem like it's emotionally in sync. Right. No. It's, but I think it's supposed to be jarring. I think it's supposed to make you feel like you're in a foreign place. Like in all the shots, we're using like that Dutch angle, which is supposed to make you feel like you're kind Jaunty of disoriented. And, yeah. Right. So like yeah. that's I think that was kind of the point, but it really does seem like a strange musical choice. I feel like, <laughs> like it missed more than it hit. There were a couple parts when I think with Harry later on in the movie, uh, where dark stuff was happening, where it was very like, you know, minor key and and the, but only like once or twice. So it was like this part fits and it's yeah. sticking out to me not because it's. Like, you know, like it, it was like the music being weird became the normal. So then when it actually fit the mood a couple of times, I was like, ah, I'm noticing that this isn't jarring for once. Yeah. Uh, I do want to say the other times it was like so laissez faire, it kind of like downplayed yeah. the tragedy of the rest of the movie a little bit. It almost came off as like Wes Anderson, where it was kind of like 
hokey almost a little bit. I thought like, so that during the title sequence, a couple of the no, the trailer. So what I want to yeah. say is if you're if you're listening and you aren't gonna watch this movie, which who blames you? Um Nami? if you want to know what the music was like, I look up look up the trailer. Because the trailer features this music and we watched the trailer before the movie. And, we're like, what? and I'm like, there's no way this whole movie's like this. The whole movie's like that. It so was. if you watch the trailer, look up third man trailer. Uh, listen to the music and then scratch your head for the next four minutes because whoa but and the trailer <laughs> gave me some Wes Anderson vibes is what I, uh, what else yeah. I was going to say with the... I watched the trailer and I was like there's this has to be like a a modern rendition of the trailer or something like there's no way this was the original thing that got put out and then obviously watched the movie and heard that music the entire time I think the trailer uh wasn't original though I think it was for uh yeah but the music the music I f- is I forget still this, true to the movie the, uh, like probably for when the movie hit the Criterion Collection or, or something. Um, you know. The music makes more sense if it was a traditional, Aust- if it was like a traditional form of Austrian music. Though. It, it was. That makes more sense now. It was. So it's still, oh, it, is? Okay. It still yeah, was yeah. Interest- interesting choice, but I, I get it because it takes place in Vienna. Yeah, it was like an 1800s Austrian. Do we just sound like dumb Americans? No. Uh, no, I think we sound like people that <laughs> no. are living. In, I think we sound like people that are living in 2023 and don't know what a zither is. Yeah. <laughs> Um, let's bring it back and in a post spongebob world bring like that back. instrument just hits in it with a different yeah. you know feeling yeah. when it's we loaded uh, when we make our own podcast intro music let's use a zither, zither. yeah let's go i'll make a phone call <laughs> <laughs> not gonna happen all right so um that's really it for the music portion we can start talking about uh our first noir uh, one of two noir films I think we have. I think Maltese Falcon is one as well. Although I'm not 100% on that. Um, so can can we define noir? God, don't say that. Because I thought it was going to be... Well, I just thought it was going to be that like... This was Narration, voiceover, yeah. like... Had that in the beginning. I was, you know. Had Did that it? in the yeah. beginning. The beginning of the movie had it. And actually... Uh, it was different depending on where the movie came out. So in America, we had Holly's actor narrating it. And this is pre-funeral, like, you know, post-pre-roll credits. Uh, there was a little bit of narration, and it was Holly's actor, whatever his name is. I have a different tab open now. Um, narrating Joseph, it. Cotton. Joseph Cotton. Yes, Joseph Cotton. But in the international versions of the movie, it was the director narrated it. Uh, okay. And also the U.S. version has a 10-minute totally shorter runtime. Uh, but it's said that the more common version now is the British version. Um, however, since we had the Joseph Cotton narration in ours, I wonder if we saw the American version because our runtime was about 90 minutes and the international yeah. runtime was, I think, 110. Um, so not incredibly different. 40. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Hour, maybe it was an hour for maybe we did but, watch. This. Yeah, but to the next point, there's still not that much of the monologuing. Like I expected that more too. I mean, is a noir yeah. defined by monologuing? So here's what the internet. That's what says. I'm wondering. I'm like, am I just imagining like an amalgamation yeah. of noir that that didn't really exist in any actual movie? I think that <laughs> like, what we're used to, yeah, is a caricature. It's like a parody. Version, yeah. Right? Like a so what it says is, film noir is a cinematic term used primarily to describe stylish Hollywood crime dramas particularly those that emphasize cynical attitudes and motivations. So, you know, Lime's whole deal. Uh, The 40s and 50s are regarded as the classic period of film noir. Uh, Film noir of this era is associated with low-key, black-and-white visual style that has roots in German expressionist cinematography. Uh, Well, it's definitely did that. 
So, so it's more the overall mood. It's the mood. It's that, not like, necessarily the dark bleakness. Stuff. I'm yeah. I'm still waiting for one to hit those exact beats though that I want. Like in the, in the shadows guy. There was some of that here, but yeah, not to the extreme that I wanted. So yeah, um, yeah. It's our first noir. Uh, it takes place in Austria, which is in post-war Austria, which was kind of cool. Some of the city was bombed out and stuff. And I was wondering, because it was released in 49, had they just not rebuilt it yet? Like, yeah. was it not a we set? filmed on location. Ooh. They just actually had rubble lying around. and, and uh, They definitely episode. filmed in Vienna. They did film most of it in Vienna. I think no. some of it mm-hmm. was filmed in London. Yes. Some of the Orson Welles gotcha. stuff, I yep. think, was fun. Yep. What I heard is Orson Welles was a bit of a pill on set and really irritating <laughs> to be around for everybody. Huh, well, that's well, that's scans. fitting because he tampered with pills. He also, uh, this is a, oh, we'll talk and about that. Orson Rem- Welles. Remember your uh, sewer fact, which Nick might also have for when we get to the sewer scene. So I do have a sewer uh, fact. Uh, at this point, the we'll city is the city is uh, a Vienna split into four quadrants, American, British, French, and Russian. They each have their own like military police kind of deals and then the city center they say is like an amalgamation of all four um occupied military police rulings which then never really came into play so i don't know why they made that uh, distinguishment but uh whatever um history so i need to go back to my other notes now bouncing all over the place so we open on holly martins which is a hysterical name he's got a girl's name uh, <laughs> and they make fun of his name later in the film and Poor i was like ah, yeah uh your name is holly and that's dumb um he holly harry flies Lime over much better. he no. flies over to vienna to meet his friend harry lime and the first thing he learns is, is that harry lime's dead yeah like immediately immediately and He's we're dead. like damn uh and then he goes to harry lime's funeral and meets some British military police who are like, hey, that sucks. We'll get you on a plane tomorrow and fly you back to the U.S. Which is nice for a war-torn, nice. Con- occupied country. Yeah. That's nice. So Pretty Offered him a ride, you know. Um, and uh, he ends up like... I don't... Does he immediately get suspicious of Harry's death? Like, uh, I don't 100% remember... He, gets, he, like, he, he goes out drinking the, with the policeman guy and then he gets right. put up in the hotel and then I think one of the guys rings him and he has like, hey, I gotta talk to you kind of thing. His he sees friend him at the that, yeah, like Harry told one guy that his friend was coming and then yeah, in the his guy with the dying, pointy, that's right, scary in, face. In his dying throes told this yeah. dude like, hey, my buddy Holly is coming. Buddy Holly. Buddy Holly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My, my buddy Holly is coming and can you like <laughs> give him something i don't remember or tell him what's up. It's like keep an eye watch out yeah, for him or yeah. something. watch out for but my yeah. friend so <laughs> then this dude get kind of gives holly the rundown of like hey uh he got hit by a car we uh i was walking down the street with him and then one of our other friends the romanian guy whatever his name was was across the street and harry saw him and was like hey what's up and then stepped into the street and got hit by a car uh, we carried him to the other side of the street where the Romanian guy was, me and the Romanian guy. And then he told us some stuff in his last dying breaths and his doctor was also weirdly there. Yeah. Uh, and then he died. And that's the story we get and that and that Holly gets. And Holly's like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's like something seems fishy. It sure is convenient that everybody in the city that Harry Lime knew was here when he died. That's kind of weird. So he talks to and not only that, but their stories don't match up. 
Yeah, there starts to be inconsistencies about the story. Like he talks to the doctor and the doctor's like, I wasn't there when he got hit, but there's no way he would have been alive all the way across the street. Like he might have had a couple moments, blah, blah, blah. Um, but yeah. it's not like it doesn't add up that he was. A, so the, and that's where like um, Holly starts to go and be this like weird <clears throat> investigator he starts poking around yeah. in things that he shouldn't uh he wants the truth like, like vigilante detective and the one thing that tells us there's one character in the story that kind of tells us that holly's onto something and also tells holly that he's onto something is the porter harry lime's mm-hmm. porter whatever a porter is i'm guessing it's like a butler, like a butler or butler. a servant of some kind a yes. housekeeper hmm. that's yeah. a man yeah uh but he talks to harry's porter because he died like right downstairs from his house, like the street, yeah, right, across like, the street. right across the street from his house. And the porter says there were three men that carried Harry's body. It was the, the third side. man. So then we're like, well, everybody said that explicitly there were two. And mm. all of the reports given to the police, because uh, uh, Holly's like beefing with the police too this whole time, the British police, uh, said there was only two guys. And then, well, why didn't the porter talk to the police is the question. And then the porter's like, says, I said too much. And they get into an argument while Anna's there, who we haven't brought up yet. Uh, And then some kid sees them arguing while he rolls his ball into the apartment, which is weird. And then the kid is (laughs) really important later. Isn't that? That was the porter's kid, right? I couldn't tell. I think it was supposed to be because he was saying Papa. Yeah, but that right. kid was not very bummed out about his dad being dead. Yeah, I was about to say, I didn't think it was because he it didn't was just seem bummed, but maybe he just actor. didn't grasp it. I think it was just like a yeah, some random 40s. kid. Yeah, like he's I, also in, he's here, like kid. a four year old kid. Like Yell Papa for like fifteen minutes. And can you, you know? stop looking so happy to do it, please? He's mm-hmm. dead. He's like Papa, what? Like or maybe Grandpa? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Kid was the worst. So yeah, that's true. Maybe Grandpa. Um, maybe his dad was in the war or something. There's also Anna though, and Anna was like Harry's girl, right? Yes, she was. And she's like Harry's lover. She's an actress at a theater, and everybody speaks German, but there's no German subtitles. Like we're supposed to be. I was kind of annoyed by that. I was like, I want to know what they're saying. I liked it though because we're supposed to be as lost as Holly was. Yeah, it was immersive for me. Um, It made me feel like I was in this foreign land. That with the music being so strange, I was like, this is just yeah, you're just along for the ride, kind of. Um, and honestly, for my simple brain, the German scenes were a, a time where I could take a second and catch up on what. <laughs> take a beat. Germans are talking. I don't have to pay attention right now. Let worry me think about, about them. The, the crowds yeah. are speaking. I can just hang out for a second. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> but uh, so and Anna's like, I mean, she's also suspicious, I guess, because. I don't remember why, but she's well. She seems like too. she's the one that gives. Uh, the other, uh, Holly, the idea that it could have been murder. She's like, I th- wonder about it myself if it was an accident. And that's when he seems like he has the realization. And yeah. it's like, dude, were you not putting that together? Were you not like, don't you write these kind of books all the time? Yeah. So they kind of yeah. start uh, sniffing around together uh, and visit. Like she goes with him to the porter and, and to talk to the porter and stuff. And they, so with the first conversation with the porter, when the kid shows up, when they're arguing, the porter's like, I don't want to say anymore. His wife is there and like tells him to stop talking like two times. The first two times they meet, because he meets the porter twice. He meets him on the street the first time, and then up in the apartment the second time. And then he is down on the street again, just kind of like looking at the pavement, 
like, oh, I'll get some information from this. And the porter calls down <laughs> at the window and says, hey, my wife is not going to be here tonight. Come back later and we'll talk. So he goes to Anna and is like, hey, I found all this stuff out and blah, blah, blah. There was a third guy, which she was there for that conversation. But I found the porter. He's going to meet with us tonight. They go to meet the porter and everyone is outside. He go. Yeah, everybody's outside their house, the porter's house, which is Harry Lyme's house. And the porter's dead, but everybody speaks German. So Holly's just kind of bumbling around. And then Anna, like the kid is like saying Papa and pointing at him and shit. And then Anna, who speaks German, comes up and goes, they think you did it. And then they have to run away. <laughs> yeah. Which brings me to a point I want to make. Why about would it. you run, though? Well, because uh, this brings me to a point I want to make about Harry Lyme. <laughs> okay, okay. So I, I cheated a little bit and watched a, a video about this movie. Uh, mm. More to get insight because we've never seen film noir before. And because we're really terrible movie podcasters that don't know anything about film, which is the point of the show. So Holly's character, I guess in noir, there are like some American kind of caricatures and stereotypes that are used in film noir. And one of them is like the ignorant fumbling American dunce. And that's Holly's character. Uh, And he's, he's kind of a dork. Like he gets a lot of, while he's doing this case, he gets a lot of people in trouble. Uh, He gets Anna wrapped up in that passport crap that ends up getting her basically arrested ish. Um, he gets the porter murdered, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and he gets himself accused of murder all because he keeps poking around like the dudes that were involved. He's just clumsy. You know? Yeah. Like the more he digs in the, we end up learning that the doctor, the Romanian guy, and the, that was basically everybody that was on the scene of Harry Lyme's murder, uh, was like, they're all in cahoots as oh, what were they called when they were uh, doing the they're racketeers racketeers okay. so they're all in this like racketeering rig in war torn Vienna uh, and so they like had the porter killed because the porter had more info like mm-hmm. they all had their stories straight and didn't know there was another witness so they whack the witness and then just because of the kid and the, the last person the kid saw his dad argue with was Holly yeah. Then Holly gets wrapped up in a murder accusation. So it's like he can't like, yeah, he's kind of investigating, but he's also being an idiot the whole time and getting himself wrapped up in. So when everybody's telling him like, hey, stop poking around, it's actually kind of advice you should have maybe followed because he's an idiot the whole time. All he's doing is like, yes, he figures it out in the end, but he does it while also just being a bull in a China shop in people's lives. A lot of casualties. Yeah. He's not an investigator, though. Like, yeah, all a, he wants is he's the a truth. writer. So, like, yeah. he's not. Yeah, but he's a shitty you gotta be writer. Be a little forgiving. Nah, he's a stupid you writer. Be doing a little forgiving. He's clumsiness. No, the, yeah, but he shouldn't get like, involved. He's not an investigator. I, he, I don't like think. Said, leave it to the professionals. He, but the professionals weren't doing their job. The police they were. were like, they were doing he, their job. The police. They were doing their job. Like. They interviewed all of the witnesses. It's like, I mean, they didn't yeah. have 20, He had all that information forensics. about the racketeering. He yeah. was just, yeah, it just appeared from the outside like they were just not the looking British into it. The British police knew more than Holly and we knew they knew. That's why it came out about the racketeering ring later on. Like, they knew that Harry was involved in all that crap. Yeah, but wasn't the police chief at one point like, I don't care about whether he was murdered or not, there's a racketeer that's dead and that's all that matters. He's better exactly. off Exactly. But he's probably well, working yeah. on the greater ring. Like he did atrocious crimes. There's, it's implied that there's a greater case built there. 
It's just who cares if he's murdered or not. The racketeer's dead. I don't think the point of the movie is we're supposed to forgive Holly for like ruining everybody's lives while incompetently chasing this case that he shouldn't be chasing. I think that like there's no happy ending to this movie. He's not really no. a redeemable character. He's not really supposed to be. Yeah, he figures it out. He's an idiot, though. He's wow. a drunk, incompetent oh, writer man. who's an idiot. I, I think, feel like there's more positivity to him than that, though. Well, he figures it out, but no, he's not a he's not a faultless hero. Yeah. No, but like, he's, he's not a villain. The point of the, no, he's not a villain. No, but he's a fool. I think is the point of the movie. He's just kind of goofy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Foolish. Yeah. <laughs> well, it sounds mean. It's, is it foolish. is mean. He gets a guy killed. Well, the porter should listen to his wife and not opened his mouth. <laughs> so I don't know if we can victim blame here. Well, you're blaming the other guy. Everybody He's not a victim. He's the perpetrator. I don't think, Everybody made I don't think you mistakes. can blame him for getting to a trip overseas and finding out that his friend's dead and then seeing people go... It's whatever. I don't like know, he man. He had to do something. You go, You're not just going to let that go and go you back go, home. You go vigilante investigate a crime and see how good you come out yeah, of it. <laughs> like another it's country. Not, I'm just yeah. saying, I would I would like to think that... In a war-torn nation with four police states. I would fight states. for truth. I would fight for truth. <laughs> oh, freaking Nick the bounty hunter here. For truth. <laughs> with his plate carrier pepper spray and his Blue Lives Matter patch. Oh I'm going to solve this. <laughs> I stand for uh, the anthem yeah. and for justice. Like I stand. <laughs> There's no yes. way. Uh, you gotta stand for I, something. One of the things I wrote down is the dude is better at manifesting crimes than he is at solving them. <laughs> uh, oh my god! Poor Holly. I didn't think you're ripping. You're really ripping yeah, him. Like I didn't he's think he was that no, bad. he's a protagonist, but he's an idiot. Here's a shocker. Me and Danielle are on the same page. Oh man! But no, I I also I get that information it. from like being told that like that's a trope in noir films though. Oh. Okay. And then on the other side, you have like the. The other side of the trope is, and, and, and what we have to get further in this story, but I have notes about Holly or about uh, a Lime, Harry, Harry Lime, because he's the other American stereotype in in or uh, prototype mm. or, or whatever, like type of person type in in cast? in noir Archetype. films. Archetype. Archetype. Thank you. Ooh. In in film yes. noir. Uh, so anyway, uh, after the Porter situation, they go back to Anna's apartment. There may be some other crap that goes on there. I don't really remember. That's Harry okay. Lime ends up running from angry like Romanians for a bit <laughs> or whatever. You mean not, ha not Harry. No, Holly. Holly. Sorry. Why are yeah. their first names so close? That's yeah. a good point. Uh, and they changed them in the novella that we'll talk about at the end of this. Um, I have some fun facts. I stole all of Nick's facts. So at any rate, they end up in honest place again later. Um, and um, there's a cat. Meow. And I don't remember the point. I missed the point Listen, about the cat. I, you nailed I caught it. it. I you, saw it coming. I knew what it was going to be. She saw what was coming before well, I Well, because there's a cat in her apartment and he's trying to pet the cat. And she's like, oh, the cat only likes Harry. Don't even mm -hmm. try. And then the cat jumps out the window. And the cat jumps out the window. And he's like drunk. Holly is. He's like plastic and is like, I love you so much. Or whatever. She's a little much. She just, <laughs> I brought you flowers. fella yeah. just died. How yeah. about you relax? Yeah, because he's a stupid fool. Anyway, She's so the cat goes down and we see, we get a, a shot of this cat walking on the street and that's when you were like, the cat stops at someone's legs and they're in a doorway and they're shrouded completely in shadow, which is my 
favorite shot of the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the cat goes up to the legs and Danielle goes, that's, that's Harry, Harry Lime. And I went, what? Yep. How do you know that? And uh, the cat. she said, she just said that the cat only likes Harry Lime. And I said, I completely missed that. And then, uh, and then he, the was cat another was cat even thing. chewing on his shoelace. The cat was even chewing on the shoelace. On the, yeah. the aglet. And, of his and right shoelace. before he was trying to get it to play with the shoelace and it wouldn't. Yeah. And then uh, a different windows light comes on. Like someone, someone turns their house lights on and we see that it's freaking Orson Welles as Harry Lyme. And I'm like, Oh, yeah. you were right. He's the third man. He's the third man. What an introduction. Which was bum, super bum, bum. when you, you really only realized it in the moment. Yeah, I so I knew there was obviously a third man, but I didn't know. I didn't know. And in the back of my mind, I'm going, Orson Welles is booked as an actor in this movie as the dead guy. What right. are they going to do? Like, and so furthermore, I this was is, wondering. It's a I was 90... wondering if like Go ahead. if people knew that Orson Welles was going to be in this movie, because for me, I knew it was happening. I knew he was the dead friend, so I assumed. Probably I think he was probably building twenty thirty minutes in. I was like. Yeah, he's probably alive. No, that's There's what I was gonna say. Going here. Is it's a ninety or a hundred minute movie, and he doesn't. It's the first hour before yeah. we see yeah. Harry Lyme. It's over an hour, and we're not doing any flashbacks. Yeah. No, that's yeah, how I thought, I it, was thought it was going to be. Yeah, 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 yeah me too. I, yeah, we might have I even mentioned that at the, the end of the man. last episode. We did. Yeah. We did. Is yeah. that well? It's Orson Welles. It's got to be flashbacks or something. And it's just no. Yep. It it moved at like a mystery pace. Yeah. Um. Like it took me back to like reading Nancy Drew books as a kid when you don't figure out even a smidge of what's smidge, 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 uh, a little <laughs> tiny part of what's Schmitty. happening until like two thirds <laughs> of the way through the book. And then you're like, oh, and then the last third is the fallout. And that's yeah. exactly what happened here. So I, I really like the mystery pacing. I thought it was fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, This kind of movie though this kind of i guess noir or mystery kind of deal i feel like is one genre where i want the modern hollywood gravity and meaning what and interesting in score and in like the tension tight shots I want the modern tension. Mm. I want the modern film interpretations. I want the bass hits and the subwoofers. I wanted to feel more stressed on a level or more like, you know, it just kind of felt like, oh, we're watching an old movie and, oh, yeah. there's a mystery. It's like Sin City. Just I don't know what that really means. Really dial it in. Because <laughs> I haven't seen anything. But, you know, like, you, I know how, <laughs> you know how my favorite movies... Sherlock Holmes starring Robert Downey Jr. Like that kind of like punchiness and way. I know those movies suck, but I love them so much. They're fun. I love them so much. That's the kind of thing like, you know, when you you finally figure it out in those movies, it just feels like more of a (gasps) moment. moment. High stakes. And this is like, oh, the third man's uh, Harry. (laughs) Like I didn't feel like I was floored in a way that I wanted to be. And I feel like that's just a difference in modern Hollywood pacing, which I normally dislike. And I I kind of wanted it here. Do yeah, you disagree? I, mean, I, I agree to an extent, but I also really like something about the old movies where it's obviously black and white and just the way they, everything was really like moody and low. And I don't know, the, the way they shot the film, it was, everything contrasted a lot. 
So there's a lot of shadows and light, and it was all very dramatic. And I think the black and white part of it kind of got rid of distractions for me and like really it really it made you rely on the dialogue in the story and i thought that held its own really well i like the black have... and white though i think it's more of and i appreciated the cinematography too i think some of it may be score and yeah music makes a yeah, huge score difference. Wasn't... and foley yeah. and instead of like you know, imagine like you know that shot of Cameron Orson. Love the zither. You know, yeah, you know that <laughs> shot of when Harry Lime is like when Holly's in the diner and he's being used as the bait to capture Harry Lime at the end of the movie, um, which is the next logical step to go in the story anyway, except for the Ferris wheel, which I want to come back to. Mm. Uh, but there's that shot of you know he's waiting for Harry in the diner and then Anna shows up and is like, "What are you doing? You're being the worst." And uh, they're arguing and Harry's on a roof across the street looking down and it's like crazily lit i don't know if i wanted like uh some sort of like, like phantom Wah! of the opera organ yeah. and then a lightning <laughs> and thunder hit and yeah. gadoosh and then his He's face there. like flashes into view on half of it while the other half is you know you know what i mean they're like he'll never yeah. come there he is he came instead i got like it reminded me honestly of like charlie chaplin's silent movie music of that like, boyish charm. You know. I think the zither was dumb. I didn't like it. I didn't think it was dumb. That's <laughs> that's like... that's too harsh. But I, it was I, I felt like if it I th- I didn't like it. I felt like if it would have had a more like traditional it. score, some of the moments would have been impactful. Would have hit a little heavier. I don't dislike this movie. But I didn't I thought uh, that's like I don't know if it's I would like just, to hear know. it rescored and see how it feels but I do like the score I liked I think, it like, but it, it just grew on me a lot you know what I mean I wanted more intensity and I didn't feel it because there's like did y'all feel like a, a whoa like moment like I didn't I didn't feel it, I way. wasn't really tense in any of it no and I wanted so I think a, you're right for a mystery I want to feel gripped you know what I mean and I just felt like I'm enjoying myself but I'm not like locked in yeah I think the None of that score being different would have helped, but the other parts of the movie carried the the dramatic effect you were looking for, yeah. like the shadows and the light and the. But more is like more. Yeah. Quick smirk. But of, to the yeah, I think it's also supposed to highlight him bumbling through the city. It's like it's like it's supposed to be like look how goofy this guy. He like it's not serious because he's not serious. Right. Like he's not an actual detective. The third act gets so serious, though, so I feel like it could even have shifted then to... Or maybe different. not just the zither. It was the only maybe instrument. Some, maybe some guitars. Some, or some. a trumpet or a tuba. Ooh, a I don't trumpet. know. I don't know. Ooh. That'd be fun. So yeah, when the light hits his face, boom! Yeah! yeah. I want to talk Dramatic. about... Um, to pivot a little bit and go back in time, since you mentioned the diner thing. There is a part where Holly goes to confront Harry. And he, Harry lives in the Russian sector and we're given to believe it's like the loosest, you know, more vigilante because Russians, um, (laughs) part of like quadrant of the four. Um, and he meets him at like a terrible carnival (laughs) with no electricity because the kids are like running with the merry-go-round to get it to spin at all. Well, it's more torn. It's been bombed. It's more torn and stuff. And then they get on a Ferris wheel that even though the merry-go-round doesn't have power, this does. That's a good point. Uh, I didn't think about that. And Harry... Mm. It's probably a bigger attraction. Harry and Holly meet and Holly's like knows that Harry's tricking people and isn't dead, obviously, because he's talking to him and knows he's running from the law. And at this point knows about the 
racketeering that he's doing. Yep. And what he's doing is he's not like racketeering tires or something innocuous. Like he's he's stealing. He's got a doctor on the inside stealing penicillin for him that they're then cutting with water so that it goes further and jacking the prices up and then kids are dying because the penicillin's wrong. Yeah, kids and are dying or they're becoming if like... If they're lucky. You know, yeah. all I can think of is deformed, but that's not the right word. Disabled. Crippled. Or, Disabled, they're, they're crippled. Like in like, a hospital. Yeah, they can't like grow. Like institutionalized even or, or so, something. Which so, which is so sad. The other, yeah. and that's like the other caricature is the, the, the really dark and emotionless, conscious lists like... Uh, ultra late stage capitalistic villain, <laughs> which is what yeah. Harry Lyme is. Like he's like uh, the See line. All those children, they're all dots. I wrote the line down. Yeah, because oh, this yeah. this summarizes how horrible Lyme is. Uh, the quote is: "Look down there at the kids pushing the merry-go-round. They're on top of like a Ferris wheel. Look down there. Would you really feel any pity if one of those dots stopped moving forever?" If I offered you 20,000 pounds for every dot that stopped, would you really, old man, tell me to keep my money? Or would you calculate how many dots you could afford to spend? Free of income tax, my boy. Free of income tax. <laughs> he makes a point to say. I love the repeat. And I wrote down, if that isn't uh, the billionaire class slash late stage capitalistic mindset to a T, I don't know what yeah. is. <laughs> he would have been on that submarine. That is why we don't that. feel bad for the submarine billionaires. Because <laughs> there are yeah, a bunch the of submarine. hairy limes yeah. down there. Bunch of hairy lines. Would have been on the Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, put them in the submarine, eat the rich. Uh, <laughs> and that's like the whole thing. And then he says some stupid line about cuckoo clocks being uh, uh, Swiss or something, and they're not. They're German. It doesn't make any sense. So that uh, what a that silly line was the only like improvised line in the movie. The cuckoo, the cuckoo clock, clock one? Orson Welles. And yeah, yeah, because they told and you hate dumb. it. Well, so they told Danielle. They told Orson I'm trying Welles. Trying to be on your side here. They told Orson Welles uh, that he they needed more like time in the shot, like they needed more dramatic time. So he's just like, I think I remember this line from this play. So it's not even an original thing. Like he just oh, kind of riffed the you know the Swiss made well, the cuckoo clock because their lives better. are so easy or whatever. But the Swiss didn't make the cuckoo clock. It was made in the Black Forest of Germany. How do you know? Because I looked it up. How do you know? Because <laughs> the first thing I googled was the third man cuckoo clock because i'm like there's no way this isn't a thing and it's it's mm. yeah they don't make they didn't make cuckoo clocks it's mm. a misconception so mm. well uh then the whole diner scene happens right where he's uh holly's being bait uh for to get orson wells and he's being bait in the british quadrant he's like i think i can get him to come over here so he's like because holly wants to cut him in or uh lime wants to cut lime. holly in Mm -hmm. into his racketeering gig that's kind of why he got him over there in the first place i guess was to like hey I'll get, we can get rich yeah uh killing children with fake yeah. penicillin he had As planned on big pharma like, baby faking his death when he invited invited him over was that like a after the fact I like this seems like he a did. misstep okay or, or was a misstep like i don't know if the cops got this like why trail would, and like he if, did lose. he know he was just gonna stay yeah like yeah and maybe, try to figure out and run into him again or like he would have just left so it's like why did he invite them out there i but, don't know maybe he had four gta stars and had to get get some of that heat off his <laughs> yeah. back and was like i'll yeah. just fake my death and, Killed what? What they ended up doing was they ended up killing the 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 doctor guy that was supplying him the penicillin, which was interesting. Like that was the, that was the dude in the casket. Yeah. Um. Which? How did that happen? How did they accidentally bury the? They wrong had body? to have more guys on the inside. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, that's true. Um, anyway, so he traps him at the Steiner, and then we get like 20 minutes of chasing Harry Lyman around town, which is hilarious. Uh, the sewer chase was like, we could have cut five minutes out of that and missed nothing, right? Like, it was super long. Maybe, yeah. That seemed the best, pretty disorienting and kind of repetitive. The best part is, yeah, I'm like, if we're meant to think that we're going, like, all through the sewer. I'm like, there's no way they didn't film this one location, like, three times and just cut in huh. some tunnel yeah. scenes in between. Because it repeated looked a few like of the that same one railing. Shots. It's like, he'd yeah. run through, and then they'd run through, and then he'd run back the other way. And I'm like, is this, <laughs> is this supposed to be a different spot, or is this, are we saying this is the same spot? We're literally spot? Like, doing, we like, we're the, just changing the camera angle and be like, it's a new part of the sewer. The like, comedy <laughs> Hanna-Barbera Scooby-Doo chases yeah. through the doors. Like, yeah. that's literally what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> so in those sewer scenes we see like a ton of cops chasing after Lime. Um in real life Vienna has uh police units that monitor the sewers and hmm. the people the cops we saw in those scenes were actual off duty cops. Yeah. That were just like they had a they have whatever. a real life problem of uh criminals escaping <laughs> through the sewers. So uh the other sewer fact is that only the close-ups of Orson Welles are actually Orson Welles in the sewer scenes because he's like, sewers that are gross and I'll get a disease. So all the running shots are a body double. <laughs> you stole my fact. Oh, sorry. This is my fact. Oh, just I just say figured he quick. wasn't going to go say, running. Say it real quick. Oh, so only the close-ups are <laughs> 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 JK. Yeah, he was being such a little tool bag. He was like, I'm going to get a disease. The sewers are echoing. I mean, he was only in this movie for like 15 minutes. Yeah, he probably made the most out of anybody. But now that I know there's a body double, was it's got to be he yeah, maybe that five, big of a ten. movie star. Is that a dumb this question? This is eight years after Citizen Kane. So. But was Citizen yeah. Kane like a commercial success in its time? I think so. I think it was I, immediately I influential, so, yeah. at least in a target it was. Yeah. yeah okay, so he was like a big deal. Yeah, yeah. Orson Welles right. is a big deal. In maybe fact, that's dumb, to the but... point where. It was rumored. And he was in the Muppet movie. Yeah, he was in the ah, Muppet movie. Right. <laughs> Muppet movie. No, it was it was thought of for years, like and years it, that he directed it and he totally didn't. Hmm. He directed zero part of this movie. I don't know why, but the And name, he didn't write any of it. Like he just acted, he but he got he line. got more credit in like I guess like public misconception because mm-hmm. he was Orson Welles. So they just were like, he probably did Which it all. <laughs> probably sucked to be Joseph Cotton. Yeah. The uh the main his character the protagonist. Kind of so <gasps> oh, Joseph like Cotton was, I don't I don't agree. Just, I just thought he was boring. He's dumb. That was the point though. Yeah, he but was he's, a common yeah, man. he was he was just boring for the first hour and then we had to wait or yeah, wait, like that long before we get to see Orson Welles. I'm like, finally. Yeah. A movie so star. <laughs> yeah. But that guy was in Citizen Kane he too. Was, yeah, he was mm. Jedediah. Yeah, he's... Yeah, but he was boring in that part too, except for when he was the <laughs> old man. That's when I thought he was a good character. No. Other than that, he was just kind of dull. He's just kind of dull. Yeah. Like Poor Joseph Cotton. Who are you, Joseph Cotton? No, I mean, maybe that's not you, maybe that's not fair Justin of all of his Beast. acting, but from what I've seen, I'm just like, eh, it kind of is not that exciting of an yeah. actor. I just think so. that was intentional. Maybe it was, and if it was, he, then he did it. He nailed it. But if not, I'm just like, I don't know. Good if job being mediocre, man. <laughs> Way to follow those instructions. It's got to be hard to be a good actor because we know he's good from Citizen Kane because it's the only other thing I've yeah. seen him in. It's got to be hard for a good actor to play a boring. Carl didn't like him in that either. Being boring. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like him in that. I liked him as the old guy. Yeah. <sighs> well, I just didn't seem like he had that much personality. <laughs> um, I don't know. Let's wrap up the story real yeah. quick. So they ch- their comedy chase scene, and then Orson Welles shoots a cop, and then uh, the cop shoots Orson Welles, and then 
uh, Holly goes and executes him in a, in a, <laughs> took him out. He just takes him out on a staircase. And, uh, then there's the, another funeral with actual Harry Lyme in it for real this time. And then the last shot is a mirror of the first shot with Anna walking yeah. down, uh, and the car driving past. And it's the same cop from earlier, the British officer, Offering to get Holly on now the third plane or train out of there, <laughs> uh, and uh, instead Holly's like, "Nah, drop me off. I'm gonna go get the girl. I'm gonna so he, shoot my shot." Yeah, he drops him <laughs> off. He throws his bag on some random Bavarian woman's cart of logs, and then <laughs> leans up against it like this, like chilling, like lights I'm gonna get right? this girl. Lights a cigarette. Not to lean. Bunch of dead. Oh, that's right. That's right. Bunch of dead trees. It's like that road that leads to uh, Buckingham Palace, but crappier in every fascinable detail. And then Anna's walking mm-hmm. down for what, 25 minutes? Yeah, we watched her it, walk yeah. so fast. It was, it was so two long. literal minutes I of watching this broad. I kept waiting for it to cut out. <laughs> yeah. And like leave us with some hope, you know? Like, I wanted, like she'd walk halfway nah. and it would fade yeah, to Yeah, like black. that Inception top spinning. It's like, did it, did it topple over? I yeah. wanted, like, <laughs> did it actually work? I wanted the Looney Tunes like screen except for the dot. <laughs> <laughs> just of her walking and then it ends. But no, she walks towards the camera and then just walks right past him. And then he just lights a cigarette him. And, and roll credits. Yeah. Like you probably should just. That made, was the most noir point. feeling for me. It was like, okay, that's what I imagine a noir is. It's like, oh, a guy waiting for a woman. She passes, doesn't even look, lights a cigarette. What is life? That's the cynical approach I wanted for like the whole movie. But yeah, I'm looking for something. <laughs> what are you gonna do? I can't believe Anna was so on Harry's side. I was like, you know, I he's know. like killing children, and you're still on his side. Like maybe you Dang know. It, I can't find what I'm looking for that's, here. That's that's love. That is stand by your man. Yeah, for <laughs> real. If you were killing children, I don't know if I'd stand by you. Okay, so the ending is different in the book. So mm. Graham Greene is who wrote the screenplay for this movie, and in order to work out the atmosphere, the characterization, and the mood, I'm literally just reading from Wikipedia. Uh, <laughs> he wrote a novella first. Uh, it's called The Third Man, and it has some differences. Uh, both of the American characters are British, uh, and uh, Holly's name is Rollo instead. Rollo. Uh, and the entire novel is taken place from the perspective of Major Calloway, which is interesting. Ooh, and, I like interesting. Yeah, I prefer that. And at the end of the movie, they actually do get together. Uh, Rollo, our, our Holly, and Anna actually do get together and start a new life. So the screenplay writer kind of fought with the director for that ending to the movie and uh, he lost. The director had the non-happy ending and uh, 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 Green said it was like one of the greatest, like, I'm glad I lost basically. Like the movie is great yeah. because I didn't get the ending that I wanted in the book. Like yeah, I kinda, the I ending it. not being happily ever after yeah. fits the grander tone of the entire thing. Uh, because once again, the goober doesn't a hundred percent get his way. <laughs> I just like that. You know, he was like, I'm going to get my girl. And she was like, F you no. Yeah. And yeah. major Calloway's <laughs> even like, he like waits for a minute and then just drives away. He's yeah. like, this sucks. <laughs> like I'm out of here. I'm done with this loser. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. Oh, I want to, I'm curious as to, uh, I mean, you said you had a star rating in mind. Do we want any final thoughts before we wrap it? We'll start wrapping up uh, at least the movie uh, portion. I don't have really. Not really. No. You know what I thought was this is kind of like if Orson Welles and Citizen Kane went to a darker route. It's like that same exact character. 
What? Just instead of newspapers, he goes racketeering. No, it does have similar themes with the ultra capitalistic man's downfall. Yeah. All right, okay. You know what I mean? I Same just, with kind of Scarface. I, like I saw a little bit of that too. You had a guy on the true. top and then he falls. Yeah. I feel like you have that parallel with him on top of this uh, Ferris wheel looking down on the people, but then he dies and the sewers blow them. Citizen Kane was self-destructive, whereas this was... It felt like a more negative, dark movie to me than this did. Even though, like, the villain was worse, like, the crime was worse, but Citizen Kane felt... It's definitely more, like, aggressively dystopian than it is, like, this is a, like post-apocalyptic but the apocalypse being the war not like as we think of you know modern nuclear or zombie apocalypses um yeah so no it is different but it's like there's similar themes with the you know the big powerful money guy getting uh getting his downfalls the fall from grace kind of thing Yeah. yeah um the ultimate power corrupting kind of thing can we start with you for star ratings? Let's do star ratings. Sure. And then we can talk about some other things. Uh, so for me, I I liked this better than Citizen Kane. So for, I wanted to rate this kind of based on some of the other like 40s, 50s films that we've watched. Yeah. So I enjoyed this more than Citizen Kane. Um, but I don't think I liked this as much as I liked, um, oh my gosh, Seven Samurai. Oh. Which I think is interesting. I would not have pinned that um, for myself. Yeah. But, you know, I didn't hate this movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was really not excited to watch it as evidenced by my reaction last week. Um, <laughs> but, you know, like at the beginning it was a little bit hard to get into. But then like towards the end, I did get, you know, more engaged. I liked Anna's story, you know, because I like a girl. I, it's also just fun to look at. <laughs> Like everybody's just so pretty, like the way the camera and the light is the so transatlantic soft. accents. And, you know, and it's a little bit of a romanticness to it. Um, it's the golden age of Hollywood. It is so, but anyways, going back to my, but it's between Citizen Kane and Seven Samurai, so it's a solid two point five okay. for me. Oh. Um, I am going to. I wouldn't want to watch it so again. Surprising. Do what, Carl? No, just that your ratings are always so surprising. I'm like, 2.5, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. I wouldn't want to watch it like over and over again. Let's do... Let's do no movie's supposed to be watched like that, though. <laughs> Listen, if you're going to be at a 4, a, a 3.5 right or a 4, for me, I want to... I'm going to watch it again. Yeah, it has to be a true masterpiece like Star Wars Episode One: Phantom Menace. <laughs> uh, Nick, <laughs> Nick, let's hear you. So I absolutely would watch this again. Um, this is actually like why I'm really starting to, and well, not starting. I enjoy this podcast, but I really enjoy <laughs> watching. I'm not miserable movies. making this show that no one watches anymore. Yeah. I'm, I'm well, I watched the trailer. <laughs> I watched the trailer, and I went, I would never watch this outside of this podcast. But I really freaking enjoyed it. I'd never watch any um, of this shit outside this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the point. Yeah. Um, I thought Joseph Cotton was awesome in this i enjoyed his character i thought it made uh total sense the stuff he did i i liked that he wasn't polished and that he wasn't this pro investigator he was just a friend who came over found his dead friend and like he holly went on this like emotional or not emotional but just this roller coaster ride of I got here and my friend's dead and the police aren't doing anything. So I have to do what's right and figure out what happened to 
holy crap, my friend's alive, but he's a terrible person and I yeah. still have to do what's right. <laughs> and mm. throughout the whole roller coaster, he was still consistent with like doing the right thing, finding the truth. And I think that really showed his character and kind of the overarching theme of even if you don't get the girl in the end, you have to do the right thing. Um, I don't know. I, I really enjoyed his his uh, performance, if you will. Uh, I wish there was more Orson Welles. I wanted him to be a good guy, and he definitely wasn't. Um, I don't know. Something about the old black and white movies make me want to pull out those, like, bigger hired like metaphors or whatever um oh they make me want to start smoking cigarettes i think (laughs) (laughs) i think that existed here with with holly um it was filmed awesome i loved the the tilted shots tilting cool like tilting cool cool, just like tilting Um, cool god they like but they they were used in a cool way to like in very specific scenes make you feel disoriented and like I don't know un- unsteady I guess um it was a great movie <laughs> All right, what's definitely your, would watch it again what's your star rating I'm gonna, Shakespeare <laughs> I'm gonna go I wanna go four out of five four wow Carl can I guess yours sure I think you're gonna go 3.5 okay what are, what are, That's pretty what are, close. What are you, you going to do? I'm I'm still teetering between a 3.5 and a 4. That's what um, I figured. I just don't know if it was as good as the Muppets. <laughs> <laughs> no way this was as good as the Muppets. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, no, I thought it was really good. The uh, the Dutch angle, tilting cool. Those shots really were disorienting and put That's you in. Um, uh, what's his name? Holly's uh, shoes. You know, the music was kind of mm-hmm. the same way. I thought they did a good job with, like, not... Uh, giving you the subtitles for all the foreign languages, so you felt like really immersed and just you know in the middle of the confusion. Um, I mean, yeah, the music is still such a weird choice. <laughs> I don't know if I love it or hate it. I like the music. I, I don't know. I would be cool to see if this was like redone with like some more like themed music or you know seasonally appropriate or whatever music that yeah. it, how that would kind of play into it. Um, God, I just wish there was more Orson Welles. He makes yeah. just—he does such a good villain, and he, like even like even with all his like atrocities, his—he's still so charming. You kind of hope he gets away in the end. You're like, oh no, don't shoot him! <laughs> like, please get away, climb up the sewers. You really so liked when he had his fingers through the sewer. Yeah, I was like, for God, what a, yeah, just I was like, is he tickling the air? Like, what's he fun. just push it open, man? We go. Like, quick, quick oh. fun fact: that was hmm. the director's fingers. Ah, oh, we got fingal finger oh, Orson. dwarfed. Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> he got. Oh uh, man. Never mind. Um, we'll workshop it. Yeah, we'll. Yeah, I wouldn't open with that. Um, <laughs> I think I'm gonna. I'm gonna land on the four. All right. Yeah. Four. Cool. That leaves me. Um, this movie was mid three. <gasps> mid. Wow. Least favorite old movie we've watched so far. Really? Uh huh. It didn't grab me for whatever reason. I liked mm. it. I enjoyed it the whole way. But my enjoyment level. Like out of 10, was it like seven? Like I'm not mad, but I'm kind of like actively trying to, I guess keeping interest seems worse than it really was, but I wasn't like gripped like Seven Samurai or even Citizen Kane. 
But with Citizen Kane, I think I had I had much different expectations going into it, knowing that it was more of a cinematic masterpiece. So I was really paying attention to shots and stuff, yeah. And kind of taking in Orson Welles for the first time since he is. I I really like Orson Welles. I've watched a lot of interviews with him just to hear him talk. <laughs> I don't know why, but the name Orson Welles just inspires like a certain sinisterness to me. Yeah, like it feels like Orson Welles. Like mm-hmm. he's got like he just feels like a the man like, in the like shadows. He, like he yeah. would have a cape. Yeah, like he'd have a cape and he'd pop his collar and he'd be like watching you. Like he's some Bond villain or yeah. a vampire. Like, I don't know why. It's a very like old timey name, but just yeah. the name. It's like Orson. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, this movie was fine. Fine out of 10. It's a three. It's mid. It's not bad. Like, I don't think it was 2.5 bad. I definitely didn't. I definitely like don't agree with Nick's take. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wait. Ab- what? Like what he pulled out of it. Like the guy, like even though he didn't get the girl did the right thing as if like that was his goal at all (laughs) it was he wanted truth and he was able to pivot (laughs) his goals and what he was was working towards Ah, to find the truth he was just an irritating silly little asshole nick i just love (laughs) i love your takeaway from movies nick because you you want to pull out like and I, I, think, I don't think I will, this is a okay, negative about you. I don't think this is a negative, but you really do be digging for like the <laughs> most depth and like positivity, I and you pull it out in a way that, that far of a reach. I love it's it. It's a reach. It's it's not he far. It's not a Mister Fantastic truth. reach. How is that's the movie? But like to get the girl, it's like nah, she was never that interested, man. Well then, <laughs> yeah. my point there was just. Even and though then he even did all though the right he things, didn't he still get couldn't like, get her. You said like even though he didn't get the girl, he still does the right thing. I think was your phrasing <laughs> earlier, as if but like him not getting the girl was the very last thing that yeah. happened in the movie and was a motivator in zero things that happened beforehand. <laughs> I don't know. I thought I thought he was just kind of a dummy, like a bumbling like. Wow. It's like if you took a Three Stooge and put him in a mystery okay, movie. Okay, that's not that's that's reaching. <laughs> oh no, boy, reaching, that's yeah, talk about a reach. I don't know. This movie was mid. It was mid. It was yeah. fine. We are I wouldn't divided. Watch it again. We are divided. Once I will we're divided say... this way. Not we're we're divided. <gasps> virtual versus uh, in person. We agree for we maybe the agree. second time. Yeah. But I don't think Nick and I agree on what we all disagree on. No. <laughs> well, well, me and you were kind of close, too. Yeah. We're only... Did you give it a four? I gave it a four, yeah. Okay. Well, I was thinking three, five, her. but I think it had more meat on the bone than that. Like, I thought I, I enjoyed the plot. I didn't see the twist coming. I thought it was cool. But again, I think that yeah. the, 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 the... I wanted... Like what I said earlier, I wanted more gravity... Yeah. From the score or the cinematography. I don't know. I don't know what I wanted. I wanted a more modern. Why I want to be want- gripped. I want to be gripped and and like, what's going to happen? Uh, and I didn't have any of that. I was just like, oh, he's the third man. Sip of whiskey. Like, you know, <laughs> I just, it was whatever. It was a good movie. I liked it. But like, best movie, one of the best movies of all time? No. 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 No, There's you got so your... many movies on that list. It's really now. good though. The storytelling is done in a no, way that good. seems linear, but it's still hiding things in plain sight. I like the story, admit, but like one of I the best movies ever. Because yeah. Orson Welles was in it, I had maybe too high of expectations, and maybe wanted to. Well, he was great. Deeper. I thought the best part of the but movie. But just because I was, Citizen Kane legitimately like blew my mind with the. Some of the, the transitions metaphors. and stuff they did. 
Well, no, just like so the funny. overall Rosebud. Yeah, the sled. Rose yeah, yeah, yeah. All that. All right, here's a and question. I, I might have I might have been skewed because it was Orson Welles, and I wanted to find that in this. Here's a question. A I mean, I don't think this is as good as Citizen I Kane or Casablanca, but it's still good. Sorry, you can talk now. <laughs> what was, like, my favorite part of the movie and scene, I guess, was the Ferris wheel thing. I loved the dots part. I liked how evil that made Orson Welles. I liked how it made me think of gross billionaire pigs that rule our society and i want to drown in the ocean in a submarine um but what was what, what was y'all's favorite scenes i guess or parts of the movie like that was my favorite part uh, my favorite shot had to be the orson wells reveal oh dude that was the light nice hits shot his face sure. iconic and he has he has that smirk mm-hmm. that he gives to yeah holly it kind of like um, it's me big boy i'm still here as far as yeah <laughs> As far as like funny scene, the very beginning when the guy's telling him that Lime's dead, and he's like, he could, and he's getting his English wrong. Oh, and he yeah. goes, he could be in hell, or, or maybe even heaven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was rolling. Did you have a favorite scene? You hated it. Called you. I don't know. I don't know if I everything. Yeah, I mean the Orson Welles reveal is like iconic. Um, but that there was one transition from inside Anna's house to outside where they like go yeah. through the window and then like it goes through the tr- uh, the trees and the trees kind of open up and it shows Orson oh, like yeah, highlighted like or like silhouetted. Yeah. That was an amazing shot. It's, yeah, like went through um, her plant or something. And yeah, it, it like went through trees. and like you could tell it kind of like blurred into like another shot and kind of went out. But it was like really smooth and I thought that was a good I, one. But I can't the... really think of. That was the one shot in the movie that made me go, that was brilliant out loud. Yeah. Like I remember saying that while watching. There's like, some that stuff like shot. that. I mean, I guess the the shots of the city, because they do it, uh, there's a lot of like angles and stuff like that, and everything's kind of done at that angle. So you, you never really get an idea of like how the city works. It's all very kind of like a maze. And then after Orson gets caught, it kind of pans out and shows the whole city in like a normal succession. So you're kind of getting that intro shot after everything's kind of like settled. So that was kind of cool. Like, yeah. if, if you could loop in, like, a favorite shot, it's just the city shots. <laughs> like, All right, well, some of us liked it. Some of us thought it was I didn't mid. Not, I, it's, I would thought I didn't like it. Mid. I wasn't, like, I mean, you gave it a two and a half. blown away. Yeah. No. I guess that's middle. That's middle. Yeah. It still wasn't the noir. It I was feels expecting. lower than middle, but it's No, exactly. That's middle. the other thing, Carl. I wanted, like, rain and, like, a 1950s yeah. diner, and I was like, well, I'm down on my luck if I had any more yeah. luck to be down on. She left me yeah. this morning, <laughs> yeah. and all I'm yeah. left with is two shillings and a pack of cigarettes. Yeah. I've got this coffee. It's cold, just like my future. Like, you know, that kind of, yeah. like, <laughs> dinery... Then she walked it in. It just she doesn't. Legs for days. Yeah. yeah. It just yeah, doesn't. That whole thing. I want that. Yeah. But I don't know if that even exists. <laughs> yeah. That may just be. Yeah. <laughs> it just doesn't add watch. up. No matter how long you... I tap my eraser of my pencil on my notepad, it just, just doesn't the add up. community episode yeah. with Ben Chang. <laughs> yeah. You want freaking uh, Jughead Jones and Riverdale. That's what you're describing. Uh, I'm no, not. I'm no. not. Just sitting I'm not in a, a diner narrating the town. I'm not a divorced 37 year old mom. I don't know what what that show is. <laughs> <laughs> don't watch it. It's bad. It's like uh, it's like that. I have Riverdale on the same shelf as like Supernatural. As far as like this is <laughs> oh, this is don't get me started. Supernatural is so good. This is Elder Tumblerina. Like Supernatural shows. ranks above Riverdale. <laughs> A hundred percent. Yeah. Supernatural is what like Twilight I mean, same teenagers network, grow up it's to watch. It's Dean from Gilmore Girls. Oh boy. 
Oh, yeah, it is. It is. Isn't his name Dean in that stupid yeah, uh, show, too? No, his brother's name his is brother's Dean. Name oh, is boy. Way to confuse me. Let's talk about the Beatles. <laughs> the Beatles, dude. Ooh. Rubber Soul. I am on fifth album? Sixth album. Which one was it? It was Rubber Soul. Rubber Soul. Yeah, it's one of my favorite Beatles albums, except for the first um, song. <laughs> this, yeah. So, Baby, this, um... You don't like that one? This no. is my second favorite beep, 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 uh, beep, Beatles yeah. album. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> Dude, it's fun. What's wrong with that? What's Nothing. right with it? Right, let oh him talk. Let him talk. Let him cook. Hang on. Can I find the lyrics? Can I find the lyrics real quick? <laughs> no, I can't. Yes, I'm going to be go. a star. Worst, <laughs> worst song on the album, Drive My Car. Aww. It's the only bad I want to be famous. I want to be famous, a star of the screen. But you can do something in between. Baby, you can drive my car. <laughs> what beep, does that beep, mean? beep, beep, beep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> this dude wrote yesterday an album before, and now we're beep beeping. <laughs> it's the worst song they've ever written. But it's, wow. an, it's an innuendo, right? <sighs> song's about boning, isn't it? Yeah. <gasps> Uh, you're probably right. The car is probably McCartney's little McCartney. Oh. I don't know. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I like it more now. Back on it. Um, but then right into that, into Norwegian Wood, which is an amazing song about burning your girlfriend's <laughs> bedroom down. <laughs> Sounds intense. I there were some crazy songs on here. Or should I say, um, she once met me? That song's in twelve eight time. It's really fun. That's, it's a good song. That was my note on it. <laughs> uh, I think my favorite was Nowhere Man. Nowhere Man's great. One because I think I'm I am Nowhere Man. Oh boy. And two is just not a song about a girl. Like that was refreshing. Well, you got to think though. They're coming out of their boy band era. Like, this is the transition. Yeah. The Rubber Soul is the transition. Now, Help as well, but Rubber Soul. Help, I definitely felt the transition on Help. Rubber Soul is post, like, India weirdness time, mm. uh, where uh, I think right. especially George and Lennon get into big Hinduism and, and you know, all that kind of stuff. And Paul and Ringo are like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why, like, Norwegian Wood has sitar in it, and there's a lot of, like, uh, more Eastern instrumentalism that they bring in and they really start to experiment with their sound and go further away from the boy band One Direction but 60 years before that uh, One Direction wishes that the first three or four albums had <laughs> like this I feel like Rubber Soul really is the first step into a larger world before we get to like <laughs> you know Let there's a be. direct line from Rubber Soul to like Abbey Road and Let Where's It Be Where's uh, Penny Lane? Yellow Submarine, I think, okay. which is also after this. Mm. Uh, I think, I think. Penny Lane was a single, I believe, that was added to an album Penny later. Lane. Penny Lane's my favorite Beatles song. It's so good. Um, Because I named the best song to drive to every week oh, on this drive album, my car. it was. <laughs> no, it definitely wasn't. Uh, think for yourself. That's a fun little bop. Yep. Mm. That's, anyway, that's that's Beatles update. Uh, Revolver, man, you get to listen to Eleanor Rigby. I'm jealous. I mean, I could listen, listen to that anytime. You can listen to it whenever you want. I have a rectangle that can play sounds. So that's about it, eh? Yeah. Was this yeah. a long one on accident? No, we are, yeah. right? 
We're do you right. want to do stuff we watched outside or cut it? Well, I'll, I, the only thing I freaking watch is somebody feed Phil. <laughs> I watched of something. What did you watch? I watched The Dropout with Amanda Seyfried about the Elizabeth Holmes oh, yeah. scandal. Ooh. You know, in all Theranos. I enjoyed it. It's just a good, it's a week for uh, stories about billionaire rich people and they're <laughs> not doing a great job. Yeah. That's the, that's the facing thing. consequences. You're that's telling me that being handed success on a silver spoon doesn't turn out well. To be fair, Elizabeth Holmes wasn't really hand. She did work for it. She just worked the, the wrong way. Yeah. By lying, and swindling and yeah, but she didn't start out rich. She started out very poor. Well, and now she's in jail. And now she's I in don't jail. I know who they're talking about, Carl. <gasps> you don't know. So the ther- okay, so Theranos. You know, like technology news. How did you let miss me the tell whole you about Theranos this? Thing? And they went defunct in 2017, 2017, I think. So they were starting a blood testing device that was claiming that they could run all these tests off of a single drop of blood. So like, no more like blood draws or needle sticks. You would just get a little prick, and it would run all these tests. Well, that technology doesn't exist. But they basically scammed their way into like a multi-billion dollar company like based off of Pfizer and stuff like Pfizer yeah. Walgreens. Like they opened Walgreens clinics and would like dilute blood to run Whoa. the tests on different machines or they would run them on their machines, which were horribly inaccurate. So people were like misdiagnosed with cancer, misdiagnosed with like stds super good stuff super great stuff but they just like somehow found a way to kept skirting around and kept like pumping more money into yeah. it hoping that eventually the technology would catch yeah, up yeah she's like i didn't do anything wrong it the technology didn't, just and isn't there didn't. yet and someone finally <laughs> reported them like any whistleblowers they would just fire everyone was on like severe ndas she's not legal um <laughs> and so finally somebody reported them to some like government agency that finally stepped in and like forced an investigation and then shut them down and she just went to jail and she just went to jail like may 30th of this year like she had been arrested before but she went to trial in 2020 or whatever and it's wild imagine if holly had been on that case maybe (sighs) it would have maybe it would have ended sooner Maybe he would have killed everybody trying to figure it out. Yeah, yeah, he probably would have. <laughs> Elizabeth Holmes would have had everybody But off. he would have found truth. Oh, yeah. my God. Did he get the girl, though? <laughs> it's not that deep, man, dot JPEG. <laughs> um, What'd y'all watch? Speaking of, speaking of rich people, I finally watched Burt Crasher's Razzle Dazzle on Netflix. Oh. Um... Which is just the same stuff that we saw him do live. Live. Yeah. So I haven't watched but that. <laughs> my uh, my dad was asking me what comedy special he should watch. Not that one. Um, well, I was like, well, you got to watch Burt Kreischer. So me and him sit down and watch Razzle Dazzle together. And watching something with your dad like that Ooh. that you wouldn't have watched growing up. But it's you hard. can now. It's a fun experience. Did he enjoy it? He laughs so hard. I don't hard. know if Bert would be great. my gateway comedian, Carl. Dude, he... Yeah. Who would you show someone him. first? It I'd really depends like, who's asking. Yeah, like Gaffigan or... That's how you got me into comedy. I got you in We started with Gaffigan. Yeah. Gaffigan or... Who I could have saw saw for free and didn't go. Yeah, because UNF. I was like, who's Ga- Jim Gaffigan? 
so I'd dumb. probably start with so Gaffigan because he's clean, but he's really hilarious. Or Brian Regan, somebody like That's that. That's who I was trying to think of, yeah, because he's clean and very funny. Like Brian Regan's I Walked On It just depends special. who, yeah, if it was up here, I'd be like Mark Norman and Sam Real. Check them out. If you don't I'd like throw them, Tom then, Segura mm-hmm. at him. Yeah. Probably. If I knew probably mostly stories. I've showed him Segura clips, but... Uh, Norman's really good. I don't know. I also just... Taylor's no, I hadn't watched Razzle Dazzle. Taylor so Tomlinson. Taylor is Tomlinson. Elite. If they're mm. in our age bracket, she's gonna be in Nashville soon. You should go. Thanks, you should go. Her, her yeah. hour is really good. She's, so, she's, uh, like, she's my favorite. Carl, who'd you see last night? Eric Griffin. I don't know who that is. That's right. Uh, he, he's in Workaholics, and he's Montez uh, from Workaholics. Yeah, yeah. Very funny. Nice. Did you did, have you given up what you watched yet or no? No, but I just started watching at your and David's uh, suggestion. I think you should leave. I need to. And I'm tearing through like the first. Do what? I've only seen the clips. I need to start that. Oh, I've I've watched the whole, like, I think I'm on like halfway through season one. I'm like episode six or something. I don't know how many episodes, but it's so funny. So good. Yeah, it's, dude, the clips are so funny. It's really. Really, really good. Please it's, let me go. Let me go. Yeah. Is that? That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the guy. newest, like, so awkward. Are you sure humor. that's why? Like, aggressively <laughs> awkward. You sure about that? You sure about that? Oh. <laughs> it's so good. Top tier. Uh, Maybe we should yeah. start that. That's all, yeah. It's wacky fun. I like shows, so. All right. I saw a clip of him, like, in traffic, and there's a guy beeping his horn at him. He's like, can you not drive? And he just turns around and goes, no, no I can't drive. No, okay? no, no. He's just tearing up. There's so many yeah. bits what where he just cries. What are you talking about? Are you crazy? <laughs> it's like, I don't know what's happening. Right I'm now. sorry. Have you seen the, the haunted? He's like, what are you doing? Oh, it hurts you? <laughs> Have you seen the historical haunted house one? Where they're like, it's the latest. <laughs> he's like, this is the adult hour. So, you so can we can swear, and he just goes, jizz. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, ever come out and just like, just calm, just like crazy, like just fucking calm. And it's like, dude, okay, like, it's like, no, it's, that doesn't I'll show happen. you that clip after this. It's okay. unbelievable. I, I don't know. All right, it's let's wrap so this up. Next week? Next. Oh, God, we are not oh. pulling a, we forgot to not pull a movie. We're not pulling mm. a movie this week because next week will be actual 4th of July the episode will come out on because it's, it's not Tuesday. next week but the week after oh the week after but yes it okay. will come out on the actual so yeah this Independence the, Day and so Ooh. we're gonna watch Aye. in preparation uh, National Treasure National Treasure American classic starring one Nicolas Cage uh, I've never starring seen a National Nicolas, Treasure I've never seen a Nicolas uh, Cage movie so oh uh, gonna steal also Independence. the show's gonna look different soon too yeah um we're gonna like after we're done recording, drop some money and uh, get Nick in the room. Let's go, yeah. Nick in the room. In the nice. Room. We have another camera that has been discreetly sitting on the shelf back here uh, for like months. You can't um, see it, and I just haven't. You can't see through me. I just haven't bought the sound equipment and stuff necessary. But you know what? I have it now, or I'm ordering it tonight. So there you go. We're really gonna try to cram a whole podcast studio in this tiny ass bedroom. So do all it all for. Five people to watch. <laughs> <laughs> All for you. So yeah, uh, we're gonna watch National Treasure and uh, celebrate this country. I guess whatever, man. It's All a, right, it's a place. <laughs> yeah, we live here. Nationalism's bad, uh, and we'll catch you in the next one. <laughs> <laughs>